0: What's up guys, Will here from Design.com. Coming to you today to talk about my original strength training routine for minimalists. This is a variation of the minimalist routine that I used to put on about 38 pounds of natural muscle over the course of a few years. Um, I'm not natural now. If you're looking at my Um, YouTube or or you're looking at some of the pics on my site, I am not natural now, but if you want to max out your genetic potential naturally, I have given you the exact method to do that while spending the uh, most limited time in the gym, as well as preserving your joint function as much as humanly possible and preventing injuries. So I am your Um, typical ectomorph hard gainer. I started working out at 18 and my first routine was straight out of flex magazine. A family friend was recommended as a trainer and he put me on the kind of routine you see in the bodybuilding magazines where guys are on steroids and insulin. And this guy was like 250 pounds of lean muscle, this retard put me on his routine where he's taken you know, massive doses of steroids and I'm new to bodybuilding and I'm an ectomorph with small weak joints and I'm there 10 hours a week doing it every day to the letter um, and it worked, it put on muscle but I, I developed a number of injuries. I have a shoulder now that still pops, I have slight tingling in my hands that hasn't gone away um because it exacerbated the light scoliosis that i have in my upper cervical spine um and that was from this routine that he gave me that was overworking the what i was capable of doing and i was in the gym 5 hours a day or 5 days a week um you know 3 4 sets of each exercise i was there for like 4 hours you know not exactly but i mean close to 2 hours in the gym this was, you know, horrible for, um, you know, long-term results and in injury prevention, okay? For you young guys and even for you intermediate guys, working out, you should think of the same as investing. Your number one goal is not getting injured, okay? That's where you need to start everything. You, you don't want to start with putting on muscle That is secondary to not getting injured, okay? And because I'm telling you, those injuries are going to stay with you for life. So you need to play defense before you can play offense. And that means not getting injured and preserving as much of your joint function as possible. Because weightlifting is hard on the body. There's no question about it. I would not lift weights if it wasn't for vanity, if it wasn't for the way that it made me look. Now, I'm not going to tell you that weightlifting doesn't have its benefits, you know, bone and muscle strength are good, but I'm carrying around 53 pounds of extra weight and that means my heart has to function, um, has to pump more blood. It means that my upper body is stiff a lot more because I've got all this muscle weighing down on my joints all the time. It means my cardio is a lot worse. Um, with every 10 pounds of muscle that I put on, even if it's muscle or fat, I notice you know a 10% reduction in my cardio. So these are the things that you have to keep in mind when you're lifting weights, okay? Um, you gotta play defense first, And when it came down to it, when I finally found this system, not only did my joints feel better, but I felt way less stiff. I was able to recover better and I grew more because I was getting the proper recovery and I was getting the proper routine that I needed because your body needs a lot of recovery when it comes to lifting more than you think. And for you to grow properly, you need the proper recovery, the proper sleep, and the proper routine. So as a natural trainee and a hard gainer, my biggest problem was overtraining. Now, I put on muscle with that routine and with the dumbass routines that I was using, but there was a cap to it, and that cap was about 30 pounds. And for me to get over that 30-pound hump, I had to change my routine and I wish I could have started with this routine from the beginning because it is so much more effective. I would have had no injuries and I would have grown a lot faster because despite all the bro science out there on the internet, gaining muscle is actually very simple. All you need is progressive resistance, a caloric surplus, adequate protein, and adequate adequate recovery. And It wasn't until I adopted a routine based around those fundamental principles that I started to see progress and stopped getting injured. So the method that I've outlined is going to have you in the gym for no more than 20 minutes a week. And that's going to give you plenty of time to use your newfound muscle on picking up girls. And even if you do have more time and you want to work out more, I'm telling you, this is going to be better for you, especially if you're new to training. You, um, you want to get the adequate recovery, and if you're pushing yourself to proper fatigue, you do need time to rest, okay? You, you do need your muscles to recover, and if you actually want to get stronger, you need a lot of recovery time. So here's what you should expect from this routine. You can gain muscle, prevent injuries, minimize your time in the gym, minimize muscle and joint stiffness throughout the week, and consistently break personal lifting records, If you guys follow me, you know that I use hyaluronic acid, 200 milligrams a day and collagen types one and three, six grams a day. If you have joint problems, I highly recommend that combination. I also highly recommend yoga. Um, I highly recommend drinking a lot of water and um, trying to limit your intake of salt as well as making sure you're getting enough uh, vegetables and nutrients for the day. Those are big, big factors on on stiffness. And it's because of the dumbass routines that I was using that I became extremely stiff by my late 20s to the point where I couldn't even work out more than once a week. So I had to implement all these different things and I had to change my routine to the routine that I'm going to give you guys. But I'm still suffering the impacts of that stiffness even now. Now I've probably... Taking it down by about 70%, but it means I have to do yoga consistently. I have to do, um, you know, I have to watch my diet. I have to take joint supplements, and that is because of the damage that I've done in my early 20s on the wrong routine. So this is no joke, guys. You really, really have to um, listen to me here, and you, you have to keep your routine. You know, just try this routine. I'm telling you it's going to work and you are going to get, if you do it properly and you do the movement slowly, you are not going to get injured. You're not going to get injured and that means you're never going to have to take time off the gym and you are not going to have to deal with the nagging injuries that I have to deal with now. So here's what you need to know about the workout. The workouts are twice a week with each workout lasting about 10 minutes, including setup time and stretching, maybe about 20 minutes. You're gonna need a journal to measure your results. I use Google Keep, and that's in my phone, and it's just a simple note taking app. Um, for all intents and purposes, we're just gonna f- focus on muscular hypertrophy through progressive resistance, or in layman's terms, getting stronger. Now, there's two schools of thought there's one that says, you know, just pushing the muscle to fatigue and hypertrophy is what makes muscles grow. And then there are the other guys who are talking about lifting for the pump. And, you know, it's about, um, you know, high rep, high volume, high intensity and all or or not high intensity, but high volume and all that stuff. And I'm not going to say that that stuff doesn't work. You know, if you read Arnold, um, he talks about that there's more to getting stronger than building a, a big body. But that is stuff you can do when You're advanced. I'm experimenting with that kind of stuff now after I've built 53 pounds of muscle. But what got me there was getting stronger. Okay. And the reason I want you to focus on getting stronger is because it's very simple. You have clear cut goals, and all you have to do is get in the gym and get stronger. You know what you have to do every week. Okay. Um, When you're first starting out, and if you're trying to lift for feel and what you feel like doing that day, and you're not measuring your results, you're not going to know when you're pushing past a new level and you're not going to know if you're doing better than you did last week because you are not going to have a benchmark and there is a big difference between the last rep and the second last rep. The, The second last rep you might be using 99% of your energy and it feels like you're giving 100% but you're not you're only 99% of the way there but it's the last rep that counts it's the the last rep where you did one more rep than the week before that's what means everything when you're giving that 110% okay and if you're new to training you're not going to know where that 100% is unless you have a clear defined strength goal and what will happen is you'll end up cheating and and you'll probably end up just stopping when it gets painful and you're like oh that's that's probably where i should stop okay so this is real fucking simple it's easy to measure you don't have to think you just have to do it and think about it like this getting stronger will make you bigger all right you don't have to worry about using machines or this or that or all these different variables. Just think about this. If you can bench press 400 pounds, even if it's on an incline bench press machine, you're going to be huge. Okay. If you can squat 800 pounds, you're going to be huge. If you can curl 150 pounds, you're going to be huge. Okay. It doesn't matter what type of training you're doing. Every single massive bodybuilder who's on insulin and HGH and, and all types of steroids, they might do light weights and they might prefer high reps, but all those guys can bench press 400 pounds, okay? That is the, the, the defining criteria. So for all intents and purposes in this uh, routine, You are just going to focus on getting stronger. And you can just assume that if you're not getting stronger, you are not gaining muscle. And that is how it's been for me. Whenever I get stronger, I put on muscle. Each workout is going to have a compound upper body and a compound lower body exercise for one set of eight push to failure. So that means, let's say you're starting out on the bench press and you're doing 70 pounds. Okay. You're new to training. You set up, you push You push out six reps, okay? You finish six reps, you try and get to seven, and you can't do it. So you're struggling on seven, 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 and you're holding it there, and that is fatigue. So you're giving 100%, and you can't get that seventh rep done. That means you write down six reps for that day, okay? The next week, you're going to come in, and you're going to try and do seven reps. Let's say you do seven reps the next week. Great. You write down seven reps, and... Next week, you come in, you try and you do eight reps. You try and do nine, but you can't hit it. Eight reps is your max. Boom. So now you hit eight reps. That means it's time to up the weight for the next week. So you were on 70 pounds. You went from six reps to seven reps to eight reps. Okay, now we go up to 80 pounds. And you see where you land on that. You might land at six reps there, and then you do the same process again. So, your goal in each workout is to complete one more rep than you did the week before. That's it, okay? Now, if you're new to training, your progress is going to be consistent. If you are intermediate, that is not going to be possible. More likely, you're you're going to do one more rep maybe once every three weeks. You're going to break your record. If you... If you're an advanced trainee, then you'll be lucky if you get a new rep every month. It might be every two months because you you've you're you know ninety nine percent maxed out of your genetic potential okay and your genetic natural potential is only about thirty eight to fifty pounds of lean muscle so you've got to keep that in mind if you're already at like thirty five pounds or forty pounds you don't have much to much more to gain naturally okay so keep that in mind um you're gonna make sure to do your the exercises in order so you do the upper exercises first because if you're doing a low body exercise a low body compound exercise like deadlifts or squats that's going to take everything out of you so you're going to be too tired to break records on your upper body all right now two exercises might seem easy to you but that's for um, for some of you guys if you're not pushing to fatigue okay if you're truly pushing to fatigue on the squat or the deadlift that is going to be plenty for you you're a proper set of deadlifts to fatigue and holding holding that rep and and for like 10 seconds on the on on the final rep where you just can't move anymore that is going to you know I've had times where I had to sit down because I'm shaking, um, you feel nauseous, like that is a serious, serious thing. So we are focusing 100% on intensity. And trust me, those two exercises are gonna be plenty for you. A good set of deadlifts or squats is gonna require to, to real fatigue, to like real, real, real fatigue is gonna require 100% concentration in every effort, um, every ounce of effort in your body. So the workout is going to utilize compound movements targeting all muscle groups. And these these lifts that I give you are the most efficient movements available. Um, You are not going to need specialization exercises until you start hitting advanced levels, as far as I'm concerned. You're going to grow just fine using these four exercises. If you want, you can theoretically add a third day where... You know, you want to add two exercises like curls or, or um, lateral raises, but I'm telling you when by using these, I built the whole base of my body building these, use, these big compound movements. Now, I don't use these big compound movements anymore. I'm pretty much all, uh, I use a few of them, but I'm pretty much all machines, but I built the bulk of my body on these compound movements. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to break them down for you as well as the substitutions. But first, you you need to understand um, how the plateaus are going to work. So as I said, new trainees should be breaking plateaus every week. Intermediate, you're looking at about three weeks and experienced guys maybe once a month. If you're not breaking through these plateaus accordingly, um, then you are not pushing yourself harder or you're not eating enough food or you're not resting often and you need to do those things. The rep range is going to be your 80 to 85% max load, which is the ideal combination of recruitment and metabolic fatigue. From what I've read and, and in my experience, this is gonna put you in the five to eight rep range. If you wanna do eight to 12, that's gonna be fine. I'm, I can't say that there would for sure be a difference, but I can say that it is much easier to do five reps Of deadlift than it is to do 12 to fatigue. I'm not saying that five reps to fatigue is easy. It's brutal. But 12 reps of deadlift to fatigue or 15 reps is fucking grueling, guys. Like if you're doing 15 rep squats to fatigue, 15 rep deadlifts to fatigue, those last six reps, you are in an incredible amount of pain. Whereas on five reps, you're still getting the same benefits. You know, some might say even more or five to eight reps. And you know, it's only the last two reps that are really, really killing you. So, you know, less is more in a lot of cases. New trainees. Um, one thing to note, if you're new to training, I would suggest not pushing yourself to fatigue right away. Okay. Just look at the, the, um, the routine, look at my demonstrations, look at the, uh, other demonstrations on YouTube, practice, correct form, and slowly raise your weight limit for maybe a month or maybe even two months till you've mastered the technique. So start with super light weights, super, super light weights. You should be embarrassed about the weight that you're using. Um, But guess what? No one cares. And the important thing is that you're safe and that you're doing things in proper form. And you should only be using, you know, you should go to maybe like 70% of your max, Okay. So let's say you start on the bench press and f- and you do fifty pounds, and you do f- and and you find that you can do ten sets really easily. Okay, try it again with seventy pounds. Um, still too easy. Okay, go up to eighty five pounds. Okay, now you're struggling with it a bit. Okay, good. So do, you know, let's say your maximum would be ten reps. Do six reps, and stop there. Okay, because. Your muscles and your joints and everything are going to have to adapt. If you've been lifting for a while, then you're not going to have any problems. But you you need to slowly adapt your muscles and you need to make sure that you're doing everything with perfect form. Okay. In fact, I'm going to suggest that you actually use the substitutions that I give um, as opposed to the main um, exercise. This is doubly important on squats and deadlift deadlifts because bad form on these lifts will seriously damage your spine if there are two lifts that guys get injured on it's squats and deadlifts and I don't do squats because I have a problem with my upper cervical spine I, I do hammer strength um, V squats which puts shoulder pad. it's similar to the squat but it takes the pressure off the knees and it puts shoulder pads um, on instead of having to rest the bar on your back I would recommend that for you over the standard squat. And I would recommend the trap bar deadlift. Trap bar is about $70. And instead of a straight barbell, it's basically a hoop that you step... It's a metal hoop that you step into with handles on the side. And it is way easier on your lower back because the standard deadlift, I don't like the position... um, the way it's positioned, and it can have, you know, it it is easy if your form isn't perfect to hurt your lower back on the standard deadlift. So um, if you're going to use the standard exercises, you're going to need a consistent spotter. But if you use the substitutions, um, you are not going to need a spotter. So here's the workout. Day one, and you can, you can, Put these days on any day you want. You can do Saturday, Sunday, or you can stretch it out Monday, Thursday. Totally up to you. Day one, barbell bench press, one set for eight reps. Barbell squat, one set for eight reps. Day two, weighted chin up, one set for eight reps. Barbell deadlift, one set for eight reps. That's it, guys. That is your entire workout, okay? And I I was not joking with you. These... This is as minimalist as you get. And if you notice, I'm doing one set training only. The reason is, let's say you want to do a second set of barbell bench press, but you've given 100% on your first set. So you do 100 pounds. You're new to the game. You do 100 pounds times eight. That's as much as you can do. There is no way you're going to be able to beat that on your second set. So that second set... In terms of getting stronger is useless okay that second set is not going to make you break your personal best which is not going to get you stronger which is therefore useless and all it's gonna do is make you more stiff and have more recovery time the next day okay Um, now I'm not gonna get into the debate of um, the different types of muscle building and you know whether the pump is more effective All I'm going to tell you is just to keep it simple and to learn from my experience. Just get stronger. And you don't need to do more than one set to get stronger. I promise you that. In fact, when I dropped it to one set, I started getting stronger immediately because I wasn't worn out from trying to do three or four sets and trying to do all these different exercises. And the reason I only have two exercises per day is because you're gonna be fresh for each exercise. So the barbell bench press is not gonna tire you out enough for the squat. You're still gonna have almost all your energy for the squat, but if we add like six or seven exercises for that day, after those first two exercises, you're not gonna be able to hit your personal bests because you're gonna be too tired. So if you're doing barbell bench press, then curls, then dips, the curls, you're going to be hitting like 70% of your max. And then by the dips, you're going to be hitting like 50% because your arms are going to be worn out, okay? So we're lifting for pure strength, which means one set only. And all you're doing is just trying to beat what you did the week before. And I'm telling you guys, you're going to watch as your strength goes up consistently. And you're going to grow faster than on this than almost anything else. And this is especially true if you're an ectomorph like me, which means that you're naturally... Um, you know, have a narrow frame. So let me get into the substitutions real quick. And when I originally wrote this, um, I've got a uh, an outline for you of how your how you rank compared to other natural lifters, which you're gonna, which you can see in the article. And that shows, and that chart is based on um, these exercises, but. I actually prefer the substitutions, so that chart is still going to be useful, but you're just going to have to approximate um, your strength ranking based on the substitutions. And the reason I want you to look at your strength ranking, you can see in, in the article I've given you links to the strength, your strength ranking as well as your genetic potential, and the reason I want you to see that is because I want you to see how much you have to lift to get to where you want. Okay. So if you want to be um, advanced and you want 50 pounds of muscle, okay, you're going to have to say, all right, um, you know, I'm five seven or whatever, and you're going to plug into the chart how much you need to lift per body weight to get to your bench press. So you know that, okay, your long-term goal for the bench press is going to be, you know, 220 pounds or something like that. Okay, that's what it's very important. And then you can set your yearly goals. So every year, you should have a goals in the back of your notebook or in your Google Keep for the four key lifts and write them down and, and say, this is what I want to hit. So let's say you're new to training, your bench press is 100 pounds. By the end of the year, you want to hit, let's say 150 pounds. So you're always measuring and you always have something to work forward or work work towards. And your entire time in the gym for that year should be devoted to achieving those goals. And I'm telling you, once you get once you hit those strong goals, you don't have to worry about the muscle because the muscle will come on. You get stronger, you will put muscle on. Now, substitutions. Barbell bench press. I would substitute this with the incline bench press machine. I prefer the seated incline um, machine from Hammer Strength or Life Sciences. It comes with weight plates that you attach on the side, and This is better than bench press for a number of reasons. Number one, you don't need a spotter. You cannot do a barbell bench press to fatigue without a spotter, guys, because if you're pushing to proper fatigue, that means you can't lift the bar. And if you can't lift the bar, that bar is going to drop on your chest, and you're going to be in big trouble. So unless you have a a consistent spotter who's going to come to you Come come with you to the gym every single time. You cannot do the barbell bench press, okay? It, not an option. Number two, the incline bench press machine is way easier on your shoulders. Um, I find the range of motion on bench press is bad for my shoulder as I had an, a bench press injury that is still... Um, there to some extent, but the incline press does not affect my shoulder in the same way. And I've heard that from other guys. Also, I prefer machines to free weights. And this is going to go in opposition to a lot of what you hear because the machine acts as a stabilizer. Whereas with the free weight, you have to recruit your stabilizer muscles. Now, a lot of guys... Um, Like free weights for that very reason for activating the stabilizer muscles and all that and they think it makes them bigger but i don't i don't like having to use too many stabilizer muscles because that's where you get injured okay um you're trying to hold on to the to the bench press and you know one side is slipping a bit lower than the other and you're trying to stabilize and the bench press is off centered and you give too much of a push and boom okay your left shoulder went out all right, this is what happened to me exactly, and I still have problems with that right shoulder. When the machine does the stabilizing and it has the range of motion already laid out for you, you don't have to worry about that. Okay, I've never got injured when I'm using when when using the machine, and it's true that you know there's something to say about the stabilizer muscles, but it doesn't matter. All you have to do is just lift more. Okay, people will say, you know. The incline press is easier. It is, but that only means you're able to to lift maybe like another extra 20 percent or or another extra 20 pounds. So what you do is you just put you just put more weight on the incline press, and then it's going to give you the same results. Substitution number two: barbell squat. Um, the the best the best thing you can do is the Hammer Strength V squat machine. This is an awesome machine. Doesn't hurt your back. Has the same function as a squat. And the way the, the V squat, the way that it's set up is so that it takes the pressure off of your knees. And if you're going to be squatting for a long time, this is super important. This is um, still part of my routine, hammer strength V squat. If your gym doesn't have that, I would recommend using the leg press machine. Just make sure that, um, that, you, don't, that you can rack it up. Um, you know, The leg press machine will have a lever and then it'll have, you know, the hooks and you just don't want to be, you don't want to have the leg press machine, um, the weight come down on you where you can't lift it up anymore and you're stuck there. You want to have it where you can rack it right at the bottom. Or if it's, if it's a more vertical leg press machine, then you don't have to worry about that, but just make sure that it's an ass to grass, meaning that the position that you're, that you're going, um, that you're going to when you retract the machine is as low as possibly can go, right? So you want to mimic the squat from ass to grass as much as possible. And I've grown plenty on the leg press machine. It is perfectly fine if you don't have the V squat. And I would, I would prefer you guys doing leg press to the barbell squat. Okay. It is harder to measure. Um, it's it's gonna be harder to see how you rank with, with natural lifters, but I would almost tell all of you guys to avoid the barbell squat. You need the spotter and it is very hard on your back. Um and if you have any type of scoliosis like I do, the barbell squat is a no-no. So weighted chin-ups are great, um, but I got rid of my weights, my weighted belt. I I would just substitute those with standard grip pull downs on the uh pulley machine. This is works just as well on building your back and it takes a lot less energy. Um, but I wouldn't use that until you start plateauing with weighted chin ups. Um, I think weighted chin ups are are a really good way to build up your physique and they work everything, your biceps, your, um, your back. So I would recommend you do the weighted chin ups. And if you can't do, a weighted chin-up you know you start with just doing chin-ups with with no weight you get to eight and then you start adding some weight finally barbell deadlift the substitution i recommend as i said before is the trap bar deadlift this is especially good if you have lower back problems or you have any type of back problems and it tends to put more of the focus on your upper back and um I find it's just overall a much better experience. It feels much better and it feels much less dangerous um, i've never got injured on doing the trap bar deadlifts, but i've come close a few times with a barbell where I realized I needed to stop because i didn't feel comfortable about pushing that to fatigue. It was making my even though my lower back was straight it just it does not feel good to me and the barbell deadlift is is um next to the squat, probably the most dangerous exercise that you can do. So you got to be really careful with that. I would recommend either buying a trap bar or, um, you know, going to a gym that has one. The larger gyms usually will have um, a trap bar. So don't hesitate to ask. Finally, uh, you want to make sure you stretch before and after for at least five minutes um, to prevent stiffness. Uh, You can also stretch in between the exercises. So There's no need to rush from the bench press to the squat. In fact, you want to rest as long as you can so that you have maximum energy for the next exercise. And a good idea is to go back to the stretching area, do like 5 or 10 minutes of stretching, and then go hit your next exercise for the day. Great thing to do after the gym is if your gym has a sauna, hit it for 15 minutes and then follow that up with a hot shower That's going to be really good for loosening up the muscles and preventing stiffness in the next day. And again, guys, have a look at the article to see how you rank compared to other lifters to see what what you need to do to hit your fitness goals. And then have a look at the link in the article to your genetic potential to see how much natural genetic potential you have. And that's going to be anywhere from 35 pounds to 50 pounds based on the size of your bone structure as well as your height and a couple other things that that are factored in there. And that's it, guys. Um, Thanks again for listening. And I wish you all the best in your uh, progress in the gym.